Hello everybody, I'm Ramzan, and this is Ramzan's Gala Talk for Thursday, 7th of September, 2023. In this week's episode, we've got plenty of things to talk about. We've got a bit of a, Google uh, gives a bit of a sneak peek at the Pixel 8 series, and uh, hint, it's a pretty interesting phone in a way. Uh, on top of that, we're going to also, while we're also going to talk about the Pixel, we're going to talk, of course, about some new phones that have just dropped in this past week. A new foldable from Oppo, uh, the Honor Magic V2 getting a global debut, which is important, kind of, because we need some competition against Samsung, in a way. Along with the Fairphone 5, which is a pretty cool phone I want to touch upon later in this episode. Plus, we got more details about the iPhone 15, and lastly, we're going to kind of talk about uh, somebody who used a Game Boy camera, if you remember that device, uh, as as a webcam for their iPad, which is pretty interesting. I'll talk touch upon that later, but without further ado, let's get rolling, shall we? Alrighty, let's talk about the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro. They're going to be coming later this October, uh, pretty much. Google has an event on October the 4th, whereas Apple, uh, unsurprisingly, is doing an event later next week. Uh, Tuesday, September 12th, they're going to be showing off the iPhone 15 series, whereas Google, on the other hand, will be doing an event on October the 4th, and they'll be showing off the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro and the Pixel Watch 2. And it's almost kind of confirmed because Google has posted teasers online and a little video uh, showing the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro, in the, including the Pixel 8 in this salmon pink color, along with, in another teaser video, the Pixel 8 Pro in this kind of uh, ceramic white finish. That's pretty cool, and um, the big difference we with the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro will be that both will have a difference of cameras. So the 8 Pro will come with a bigger camera system, just generally with an extra sensor and much higher resolution sensors and extra memory and a large, slightly larger screen as we can see in the photos. And the 8 will obviously be the base specs sort of Pixel. And the interesting part from the Pixel 7 series is the finish it'll be it's it, it's nicer looking of course but it's more rounded on the edges compared to the pixel 7 and 7 pro uh, that's one big difference to tell and also the new colorways that's also going to make it look more interesting than it already is and also we in these teaser videos we also get a mention we get a look at the pixel watch 2 and it's identical to the original pixel watch but as i said it's a little thinner and nicer in, in, in different places. For example, the rotating crown design is smooth and more rounded according to 95 Google. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, but as I said, not a big of a difference compared to the Pixel, uh, the original Pixel watch that came out last year. But yeah, a uh, whole lot to unpack on October the 4th. Um, also, another thing I wanted to add is both phones, the Pixel 8 series, just generally will be coming with a new generation Google Tensor 3 chip. The G3 chip will be interesting, on par with the 8 Gen 1 Plus and 8 Gen 2 and those sorts of processors uh, in the Android sphere. And as always, like, I've, like I want to mention, Google Pixel phones definitely come with the latest version of Android and five years of software updates, uh, pretty much five major upgrades out of the box. Another interesting thing to add is the specs have also kind of been leaked already of the Pixel 8 Pro. Uh, so. Uh, what we know from what we know from a user on Twitter at Neil underscore Sarg on X, uh, the Pixel 8 Pro will come with a 6.7 inch QHD plus flat AMOLED display, a variable refresh rate, 120 hertz display. Uh, as I've said earlier, the G Tensor G3 chip, 50 megapixel uh, main sensor, 64 megapixel ultra wide, and 48 megapixel five times periscope camera. 
mind you, and a 10.8 megapixel selfie camera on the front, on the front of the display, along with a 4,950 million power battery, so it's around 5,000 million powers, uh, give or take, with 27 watt wired fast charging. Wireless charging is also will be included apparently uh, with the Pixel 8 Pro. Um, IP68 water and dust resistance, Wi-Fi 7 uh, on top of Wi-Fi 6, Android 14, and as I've mentioned, the software that you'll be getting, stock Android, five major upgrades included, so five years of updates from there. And we're available from, uh, apparently it will be available from October the 4th, but as I've said earlier, um, you know, we'll be getting pre-orders, uh, pre-orders will start on October the 4th, and will be available after a week or two, so again uh pretty excited for the pixel 8 and um as i said the big difference with the pixels compared to most phones is also you get stock android and that basically means you get google's best uh, basically the very best of android as i've said earlier with the pixels so that's pretty cool in a way so it's definitely a phone to look forward to in a way all right moving on let's talk about more devices that are coming or have already been launched or announced uh, so earlier this week, IFA happened in Berlin, uh, Germany, and uh, basically it's an event for appliance makers and other technology com hardware uh, technology companies to show off their latest wares to the general public and to those attending. And um, while we've got new fridges and even robot vacuum cleaners and even a uh, projector, and one of which is the XGME Horizon Ultra, it's a pretty cool device and apparently is a 4K long throw projector featuring dual light laser LED uh, hybrid projection that produces 2300 isolumens and apparently is 27% brighter than the previous flagship projector from the Chinese uh, upstart brand. And uh, $1,700 gets you a pretty smart looking, um, again, a pretty smart uh, op automatically. It, this one is pretty interesting. It, it, it optimizes, like most XGME uh, projectors, it, of course, it automatically adjusts the screen. If you've seen videos online of people using a projector, uh, you move it in, in an angle, it automatically adjusts its picture, um, pretty much so. That's built right in. So it's pretty interesting. This is one of many, many things that have been shown off at AIFA. Uh, another one was the global reveal of the Honor Magic V2. Um, so many ma uh, earlier in the year, the Magic V2 was kind of announced and it became available in China. And now uh, we're getting the global release of the V2. And it'll be available first in Europe and the United Kingdom with other markets expected to launch later. And uh, <coughs> the Magic V2 will start at 1600 euros. Uh, 1,599 euros, competing almost the same price as Honor's previous foldable, apparently, and um, it will kind of compete with Samsung's foldable uh, at the same price, the uh, the Z Fold 5, which will start also, uh, which starts at 1,800 euros, so it's kind of 300 euros cheaper. So that's pretty interesting, and it's almost more or less the same sort of specs in the China variant that has come with the Magic V2, but that wasn't the only thing that Honor announced at the event uh, last week. Um, they also showed off a concept foldable, and it's pretty cool if you've seen the pictures online or the videos, pretty much. The Honor V purse. Now, if you look a little closely, it's basically a highly, it's a high fashion version of the Huawei Mate XS. So, 
it kind of has some design influences of its uh, of its uh, former parent company uh, in it uh, and also then it has like a cover a case casing so you can put a handle to it it's interchangeable it, you can change the straps and stuff to make it a lot more stylish and truly yours and it's really cool and also then on the phone itself there's an always on screen and, it's, and it obviously has animations on it so to look like an actual uh, handbag purse now this is highly this is just a concept fortunately enough and it's kind of a gimmick because you know if this thing's actually existed the problem about purses and I don't know who was it on on TikTok who mentioned this I forgot his name it was uh, I think it was Parker Burton maybe I'll, if I find the video I'll link it in the show notes so you can go check it out he probably said it very well I don't know who really exactly I don't remember but he kind of said it best that this per this concept phone can't really be a purse because the, the purpose of a purse is uh, to hold stuff in and to be a utilitarian device, a utilitarian product. And this is, isn't really is this a, fa- a a statement piece, more or less. But it's a pretty cool concept. And as I said, the always-on display has animations and it sort of moves as because it uses the gyroscope of the phone. So as you move the purse around, so that the the you know the ob- the elements on the screen will move. So it's pretty fancy and it's a unique uh, concept. Um, I mean, obviously Honor will not release such a phone in real life because obviously it'd be uh, it'd be a uh, if you think about durability, it'll be a nightmare per se. So that's pretty interesting. Um, let's just say that. Uh, but while we're already at with new phones kind of coming out, folding phones, mind you, uh, Oppo. Uh, last week and uh, now the thing is i didn't do a part episode last week so if i did it would have wouldn't mention this foldable but uh, oppo showed off their latest uh, folding flip phone the find n3 flip and uh, let's just say the real update here is the potentially stronger hinge you'd get on this phone uh, already the same cover uh, display on the outside like last year faster processor and a triple camera setup uh, pretty much so um, you have the same outer display 3.26 inch like the previous uh, find n2 flip uh, but you get improved camera setup a triple camera setup on the back with Hasselblad lens and processing a 48 megapixel ultra wide 114 field, uh, degrees field of view a 32 megapixel portrait lens uh, that's on the outside and a main 50 megapixel 24 millimeter f1.8 aperture uh, camera on the outside on the inside, uh, as I said, identical display uh, like last year's N2 Flip, 6.8 inch LTPO AMOLED, uh, 1080 by 2520 uh, uh, display with adaptive refresh rate uh, built right in. And the panel is made of ultra thin glass, so it, uh, it, it's quite durable uh, like the Z uh, Flip 5 in more or less. Uh, but the big difference between the Galaxy and the Oppo, let's just say that the Z Flip 5 and the N3 Flip is the processor you're getting. On the Oppo, you're getting the Dimensity 9200. It is one of the fastest that MediaTek has to offer, on par with the uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, along with uh, fa- with faster storage and memory, uh, pretty much. So the fine N3 Flip will set you back over $900 in China, the base spec 12GB of RAM and 256GB of storage. And if you want double the memory, if you want double the storage pretty much, you can go pay over $1,000. So it's pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, you just get a triple camera setup now on this phone and a faster chip. So that's the big upgrade on the N3 Flip. 
and um, again it's a pretty good alternative to the Galaxy Z Flip 5 I haven't used it so I can't tell you how good it is but it probably would be decent for a lot of people in a way but while we're already talking about uh, phone, new phones specifically let's talk about a new phone that you definitely should look at getting if you are uh, if you want to you know repair your phone and keep it the way it is and if it breaks then you can go out and change stuff by your own I'm talking about the Fairphone 5 it's a brand new it's the latest uh, Fairphone uh, from the brand that's basically focused on creating ethically sourced responsible phones uh, repairable made from recycled materials apparently this phone is made from 70% fair and recycled materials and uh, also apparently if you have an old fair phone and you get a new one you can send your old one back and they'll recycle it for you so that's pretty cool in a way this phone when I mean it's completely repairable everything of the phone can be uh, repaired you can't change it out for new parts but you can re you can repair it and replace it um, and that means the display is repairable the cameras the USB port the battery the back cover the screen uh, as I've already mentioned so that's pretty cool in a way as for actual specs because you're using the phone for the spec sheet um, the the Fairphone 5 comes at 6.46 inch uh, 1224 by 2700 uh, display 90 Hertz refresh rate uh, so not bad for a mid-range phone of this caliber and especially one that's repairable but also the display is covered with Gorilla Glass 5 so it's quite durable surprisingly for a phone of its caliber um, interestingly uh, the Fairphone 5 um, comes with a Qualcomm processor but pretty much the Qualcomm QCM 64 Nine zero. Now, weirdly, it's not a mainstream processor, but it's basically one designed to last for a very long time for with long-term software support. But according to GSM Arena, obviously, uh, it's quite comparable to the Snapdragon 778G. So that's uh, pretty fascinating. Uh, that is. On top of that, uh, the Fairphone 5 has 8 gigabytes of RAM and 256 gigabytes of storage and it is even a micro SD card slot of course because it's a fair phone so it's got to have expandability in mind so you can use an SD card um, up to two terabytes uh, pretty much and also at the same time it's also a dual sim phone so you could uh, run a physical sim and an eSIM at the very same time so it's quite a durable phone and obviously one designed to last and also one designed to be repairable in a way but on top of all of that the Fairphone 5 comes with Wi-Fi 6C, Bluetooth 5.2, and NFC support, and 5G is included on this. So, uh, but uh, no information about whether it'll be available in the US. But it should work on some networks in the US, so it shouldn't be a problem. It will be a problem if you use it on, say, AT&T or Verizon, which uses dedicated bands. So that's something to uh, take into consideration. Um, but aside from that, you have a 4200 milliampere battery, 30 watt fast charging. Um, 30 watt fast charging means you can get the phone uh, completely uh, topped up in 40 minutes uh, from 0 to 100. Uh, no headphone jack weirdly so that's something to keep in mind but you get stereo speakers and also you have a USB-C port um, interestingly uh, but yeah you pretty much get the phone only in the box there's no charging cable or charging brick but that's alright you can get a, a third party one a, a very good third party one one that should last forever like the phone itself 
But interestingly, it is repairable, as I've said earlier. It's very 10 out of 10 on iFixit. And as I said, every single part of the phone can be changed and repaired. So that's pretty cool in a way. And again, it's rated IP55. And again, has improved water resistance uh, pretty much. So yeah, it's a, it's a, let's just say it's a fair phone overall. Uh, interestingly enough. Oh, I haven't even mentioned the cameras. Honestly, a phone of this caliber, uh, you wouldn't think about the camera that much. But um, the Fairphone 5 comes with a 50 megapixel Sony IMX800 sensor, um, f1.88 uh, aperture, along with an ultra wide IMX858 sensor, and finally a third macro sensor. But then again, if these sensors ever break, you can change them out, like the phone itself. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting uh, phone in a way. And. Um, on top of the fact that you can, it's been made from recycled materials and it's designed to be repairable by the user itself. So much so that all the uh, parts are put together are kept together with Phillips head screws. So you can change it yourself with a regular screwdriver. So you don't have to go to some repair shop to get it fixed up. So that's pretty cool in a way. It costs 700 euros, so it's a tad bit expensive, but you're paying a good premium for a phone that should be built fair, uh, that is built fairly and it's built to last pretty much. And also you get 10 years of software support with five software upgrades attached to it uh, pretty much that means you know five-year warranty and 10 years of software support uh, so you hopefully get five more versions of Android before this phone sort of slows down so that's pretty interesting in a way uh, it's built a lot it's built to last pretty much and uh, again it's quite fair and square in the world of smartphones the problem with smartphones is generally is that they're quite they're they're just rushed in and designed so uh, they're quick design quickly how to describe it they're designed so quickly and they're s quickly put together like um, you know a phone goes from concept to finish design in like six months and there's not much thought put into the repairability or the durability or the longevity so if you're concerned about those things in the Fairphone 5 really is the one to look at if you if you're kind of concerned of these things and you're concerned about e-waste just generally because it's a serious thing and um, I'm sure a lot a lot of folks if you, you have Android phones usually and go through their fair share of repair problems you might want to look at the fair phone 5 you might get a fair deal at the end of the day and you might get a phone that lasts forever and you can you know fix it by yourself I mean uh, it's a fair deal if you think about it moving on uh, let's talk about show me uh, on September 26th, Xiaomi will be showing off the 13T uh, flagship series, the latest flagship phones for the global market. The Xiaomi 13T will pretty much have improved cameras, like a lens, and processing on the phone and the co-branding, along with the latest and greatest processors. And as I said, it's apparently the global variant, the 13T Pro, on the other hand, is basically the global variant of the Redmi K60 Ultra which is a bit of a beast apparently uh, based on what I've heard uh, so that's pretty interesting and um, we will get to see these phones out in the flesh on September 26th um, in an event in Berlin so that's pretty cool and again uh, and the slogan for the uh, reveal event is masterpiece in sight so more to do with the uh, with the beefy cameras these phones will be coming with and the Leica lens that are obviously coming uh, with the phone generally so uh, I mean uh, these are some pretty exciting uh, high-end phones to look forward to that is this next scoop is pretty interesting apparently Polestar 
is looking to make a smartphone. Yes, you heard it right. Polestar, the EV uh, manufacturer, is looking to work is is planning to work with Mizu to create a smartphone. And apparently, that's because Geely's founder happens to own the company that owns uh, that obviously runs the Mizu brand. And uh, both companies are going to work together to create a phone um, on the Polestar brand name. And apparently, we rolled out with the Polestar 4. It'll launch with the Polestar 4 next year. And uh, as I said, the plan is that the new smartphone that's going to come out will work seamlessly with the Polestar 4. It's pretty interesting, this whole uh, sort of um, connection to smartphones and EVs, given that both kind of are unique products and obviously are better than their predecessors in, in a say. Um, in a way, but uh, apparently they were looking to enhance the seamless interaction between the car and the phone. So that's pretty interesting. And also apparently that uh, according to uh, Polestar CEO Thomas Engelt in an interview to CNBC, he probably mentioned that uh, the Polestar phone, as we'll call it, is going to help Mizu push into the high-end market for smartphones because of the connection to the Polestar brand, to the Polestar car brand. It's interesting. Uh, cars and f smartphones are unique. They're, they're quite similar. Both are complicated pieces of engineering. They take a very long time to make. They are of, of, they're quite they're exciting and they're also a utility to a lot of people. So there's a confluence in, in a good way. But interestingly enough, according again, as I said, according to interview and the and the rumors, uh, the Polestar smartphone will be a premium, a high-end phone. No surprises because the Polestar 4 is looking to be a premium crossover, so it'll fit in that brand identity very well. And uh, you're probably wondering why is Polestar planning to make a phone that'll go well with the electric crossover? That's because NIO. Is uh, which is another Chinese EV player, pretty much a comparator to Polestar, has announced that they're launching a phone this month, and it'll tie in very well with their uh, with their premium electric vehicle. So um, again, uh, I'm as I said, it's quite exciting that a EV uh, company. I think this is how the uh, I think this is how the smartphone market will probably stay afloat a little bit. EV, if EV car makers go into making smartphones and then smartphone makers go into making EVs, it'll be a kind of it'll be healthy kind of. And um, as already, I think Huawei um, has like an ecosystem sort of effect. The Huawei sort of works with some uh, partners and they've created an EV of their own. And the best part is Huawei's is like chips and software is in the in that EV. And Xiaomi is looking to get into the EV business, so that's pretty much a good thing. And as I said there's a lot of similarities between the two. In a in a way, one is a computer. In the uh, one, uh, smartphones are basically a computer in your hand, and EVs are basically a computer on wheels. So, uh, it's a it's a pretty interesting uh, product to get into, um, and it might be a good accessory to the EVs. Let's say the the Polestar phone, if it does come out, will be a good accessory to the Polestar four. And um, I mean, assuming Polestar allows you to do Android Auto, you could theoretically run your Polestar phones screen onto your Polestar. Uh, pretty interesting synergy, uh, nonetheless. Alright, uh, let's move on and talk about the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. Apple's doing an event on September 12th, um, and uh, the, in the event sort of tagline is wonderless, which means that um, 
expect to be blown away by these phones let's just say that and in the apple logo lots of clues pretty much so the c curve means there's usb-c the colors all over the apple logo mean these are the new colorways for the iphone 15 um, and the 15 pro but pretty much in case you missed it the iphone 15 pro is expected to come with uh, a titanium frame compared to a stainless steel a surgical grade stainless steel frame you're going to get a titanium frame titanium is kind of is actually surprisingly more common than you think uh, watches have titanium a lot of watches uh, I mean the big the big watch brands to the small like micro brands as they call them uh, all offer titanium models so it's not difficult to, but yes it's quite difficult to obtain large quantities of it to make in mass but Apple's kind of figured it out let's just say that so expect to see a titanium frame not out of the question frankly an action button that's what people have been saying that an actual button will exist on the iphone 15 pro he was saying on the iphone 15 pro mind you uh, people are saying that also could be on the 15 also should make a big difference um, an a17 bionic chip on the pro and a16 bionic will be on the iphone 15 like like last year usb-c which is exciting and four colorways blue silver space black and titan gray titan gray is this kind of muted silver uh, color if you see the pictures online it's quite muted and a bit looks like uh, very light concrete let's just say that uh, but it's an interesting colorway and i think there'll be fans of it you first hate it and then it'll grow on you and you'll kind of come to love it like space gray you know how i still remember how people hated space gray when it came out but then people started to like it and really appreciate uh, the uh, colorway so i expect the same with the titan gray colorway when it comes out like people are gonna hate it first and you know make fun of it but then people are gonna come uh, people are gonna grow to appreciate it eventually so that's to be kind of expected so uh, no surprises here um ultra thin curved bezels according to mac rumors uh so a thinner border on the screen so it'll look almost uh, seamless um that, i don't think that's gonna happen but let's see Wi-Fi 6E support, 8GB of RAM, Periscope telephoto lens um, on the Pro Max variant. So that's something to look forward to. Um, a U1 chip, uh, so it can kind of work seamlessly with the Apple Vision Pro. And apparently, no SIM card slot in, some, in more countries other than the United States. So if you live in the US and you've bought an iPhone, uh, they don't include a physical SIM slot anymore, so you can't put in SIM cards into the iPhone. But eSIM does work all over the world. Only in a few countries, eSIM, there are issues with adopting it. So um, Apple still maintains a physical SIM card slot, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, but while we're already at it, uh, we also have gotten uh, the iPhone 15 colorways, uh, interestingly enough. And we have five different colors. Um, now, John Rettinger, obviously very well-known youtuber i shared a video of the iphone 15 the root so the leaked colorways of the iphone 15 probably has the uh, samples of it and not the actual production sample but you know these are ones that case makers would use to design their cases for the upcoming iphones and these are like um these are like realistic sort of copies of the actual phone uh, from the looks of it and we have five different colorways they're quite basic and flat uh and quite pastel colors like the base spec iPhones as always so we have uh, white black uh, a kind of very light gray uh, a light gold and pink color so we have five colorways in a way okay blue black um, yellow pink and white the blue you can't tell on camera but it's a very light muted kind of blue 
interestingly enough. But yeah, apparently we expect to see an improved camera on the iPhone uh, 15 uh, that will make it a worthwhile upgrade compared to the previous one in a way. And also, uh, at the event next week, Apple is also going to show off cases for these phones and this one will be called Fine Woven and it's going to replace leather because Apple is looking to ditch leather and go for like a version of like vegan leather that will be called uh, that's be called the above uh, so that's pretty interesting in a way and um, while we're at it already according to Dan Ives at, Wedbu uh, at Wedbush Securities according to him pretty much according to Mr. Ives Apple is looking to increase the price of the iPhone 15 so the iPhone 15 will remain the same regular price but the Pro and the Pro Max will cost $100 extra so at the moment, the iPhone 14 Pro start costs $1,000. The 15 Pro will start at $1,100, and then the 15 Pro Max will, you know, usually cost $1,100, and Apple will charge $1,200 for the uh, 15 Pro Max. Let me tell you, people are still gonna buy it. It doesn't matter how more much more expensive the iPhones get. People are gonna buy them or buy them on a contract or with their credit card. So. It's not really a big. It's not really a big deal breaker. It might be for folks all over the world outside the United States because the U.S. dollar is getting stronger, and in some parts of the world inflation is very strong at the moment. So, um, what it would be a hundred dollar increase in, in the U.S. would be uh, several times more in other markets. Maybe you know that could mean the price goes up to like five hundred dollars more than bef than last year or 30% extra but it will be significant that people won't look to upgrade so this price increase may not seem like a lot but it could really affect uh, upgrade uh, the chances of people upgrading um, in various regions outside the United States but folks in the US you most folks get the iPhones on 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 a cellular contract on a two-year contract so as I said um, but also interestingly enough um, according to Wedbush um, again, according to Ives himself, uh, there's apparently a huge demand, pent-up demand from the current iPhone owner base, a user base, mind you. Apparently, a quarter of the 1.2 billion iPhone owners, according to 9to5Mac, have not upgraded for four years or more. So, there are going to be people who are who will buy the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. Uh, so that's interesting. But as I was trying to, I was trying to say earlier, um, you know. Uh, in the US compared to the rest of the world, a lot of people buy their phones on contract. So when the time comes to upgrade after two years, there'll be people out there who've bought their iPhones in 2020 and now they're looking to upgrade to the 15. So no surprises there. I mean, people are gonna still buy iPhones no matter how expensive they get. So that's pretty interesting. Lastly, and um, finally, pretty much, let's talk about this pretty cool thing. Uh, so Federico Ricci from Mac Stories, uh, tinkered around pretty well and got managed to get a Game Boy camera to work as the iPads' webcam. So, a bit of a backstory iPad OS 17 was announced, and with it came support for something called UVC or USB video class devices, which means I, you know, with iPad OS 17, iPads running that version of iPad OS can recognize external webcams, cameras and capture cards and stuff like that and so uh, while testing out the beta he decided to basically uh, plug a capture card into the iPad Pro uh, so he first capture, uh, plugged in a Steam Deck using a capture card and basically fed the uh, input into the iPad and it recognizes it as a webcam straight away and using an, an app that is currently in 
uh, in beta called Capture Pro UVC Viewer. You're able to see what video sources you get into the iPad Pro. So that's pretty cool in a way. You'd need like the right software to get it to be recognized and to work. But it's pretty, pretty cool that you can now get video input into the iPad um, and also have it run as your webcam. And then next thing he did after all of that was um, connect a, I think it's an analog pocket, basically a Game Boy, uh, a third part. It, it's a, it's a device from a company called Analog and it lets you play, uh, play uh, Game Boy uh, games, including the Game Boy camera, which comes with its own cartridge and a little camera. And what he did after that is plug uh, the, uh, the analog, okay, it's now called the analog pocket. Uh, there we go. Uh, the analog pocket, he plugged it into the capture card and plugged it into the iPad. And next thing you know, okay, and also using the uh, Elgato cam, by the way, so it's a pretty cool device. After that, uh, he managed to get the Game Boy cameras' uh, sort of uh, feed right into the iPad, and he managed to use it as a webcam in FaceTime calls. So it's pretty crazy in a way. And uh, who knew you could plug in an old school gadget and connect it and use it as a webcam on your iPad. So that's pretty crazy. And surprisingly enough, um, it even works at FaceTime's effects. So it can run you know, balloons and hearts. You can have that over, the, over this uh, input. So that's pretty crazy in a way. And uh, if you have some time this weekend and you're free, uh, I'll link the article in the show notes. Go read it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And uh, again, if you're quite nerdy, then you will definitely like it. And it kind of comes to show that technology can be fun if you know how to use it and how to tinker very well. So yeah, um, it's in the show notes. Go check it out when you have the free time. This leads us to the end of this week's episode. What do you think of everything you've heard today so far? The Pixel 8 being revealed, the Fairphone 5, or this pretty cool, uh, some person figures out how to use the Game Boy camera as a webcam for his or her iPad. Let me know. I'm on X slash Twitter, threads, Instagram, and TikTok at Said underscore my own 99. Follow me there if you can. It's in the show notes if you missed it. Subscribe where you're listening right now, um, where you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on Apple and Spotify. That definitely helps uh, to bump the show up in the search results. And yeah, uh, and share this to your friends and family lastly. But yeah, till next week, this is your boy Mom signing out. There we are. What are you up to? I hope you have a wonderful uh, weekend ahead and a wonderful week ahead. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. Ciao.